The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. The disciples of John approached Jesus and said, Why do we and the Pharisees fast much, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, it's, you know, it's an interesting little gospel passage, I think, you know, in part because it's, it's given to us with no context, right? So it's like, okay, well, we can look at what the church's intention for the thing are, and, uh, and that seems to be pretty clear, right? The theme of the day is fasting, and it's, it's Friday. I don't know that you need, uh, you know, any additional help uh, committing to your, to your fast, uh, but if you do, you have it in front of you. So this is this is for you, slovenly bunch, you know, and uh, <laughs> it's just, this is, sorry, I'm, one of my disciplines is probably to not say what it, what's ever on my mind, you know, but, um, okay, I'm failing at that, but, uh, you know, God will pick me up, this is, this is part of the, this is part of the, the experience of Lent. Um, yeah, so, the gospel passage comes in the midst of uh, Jesus' sayings about old and new, and, um, you know, the, what's, what's clear from, from the passage and the context the wider context of, of the passage is that Jesus is doing something radically new, right? Jesus is doing something that, you know, if you try to fit it in the old wineskins, you're going to burst them, right? The new wine that Jesus is offering uh, is, is itself the, you know, the, to become the enlivening and animating principle of, of his people. And so when he, when he is with them, there is not the opportunity to fast, yeah, so because, the, and just, as he, just as he says, right, the, the wedding, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The bridegroom is with them. Jesus is, Jesus is the bridegroom, and he's affecting the wedding feast of, of heaven and earth. He's, you know, he's, he's bringing together, you know, in, a, in a new and everlasting covenant, um, the spheres of, of heaven and earth, say, uh, never to be separated. In fact, you know, he's, he's made us to be as as his faithful followers, people who are very much about that same project, we're supposed to be about the bringing of, of we're the bringing together of, of heaven and earth. Okay, radically new, yeah? And so, fasting no longer. Fasting is the commemoration of the bygone era, especially, you know, all those, uh, all those feasts that celebrate or commemorate uh, things like the destruction of the temple, right? The woes of old that are kept as a reminder for Israel as a people, even to the Pharisees and, and the disciples of, of John the Baptist. And yet here is, is Jesus, the, the temple in the flesh. Right, okay? Not then, say, um, concerned so much about this, the commemoration of the dark days of Israel, but in fact bringing a new and, and bright day for God's people. So this is, that's, say, part one. The second part, of course, is, is to turn it around, right? So say, okay, Jesus has said that, and he, and I think there's, I think this is kind of a little bit cheeky on the part of the, the person who's composing the lectionary to say, the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. Like, w as though we were living in the days when the bridegroom was taken away from us, and I'm sure that's where a lot of people are going to take that, but it's just not true, 
<laughs> right? Because uh, we, we live in, in the time where Jesus is given to us more and more fully than, than ever, right? Because it's, it's by virtue of his ascension that he's able to be intimately present with each and every one of us and with his entire body, the church, as he, as he breathes his life into us. You know, it's, it's here we come, of course, we come to Mass this morning, right? We, we want to participate in Holy Communion. Jesus is feeding us with his body and blood. I mean, this is, this is much more intimate than, you know, even these moments that he shared with his, his disciples in instruction. So although this pushes us into, okay, well, maybe the bridegroom has been taken away from us. The bridegroom has not been taken away from us. But the reality is that we take ourselves away from the bridegroom. Yeah? And if we're going to take our, ourselves away from the bridegroom, say, habitually, we need, we need a lot of help, supports, um, say, practices, disciplines, whatever, to bring us back to the bridegroom. And that's the point of, of our fasting. Yeah, so, of course, our fasting is also a commemoration of, of Jesus' fast. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's in preparation for, uh, you know, our, our worthy entrance into the Paschal mystery, Jesus' suffering, death, and resurrection. But we do it all the way by, uh, as, you know, by being inspired by him, right? By being animated and sustained by him. And so this, this, is, the, this is the real thrust of it for us is that you know, God, God has this immovable disposition towards us, love. Yeah? And then we say, okay, well, if, if, he's, if he's going to love us, then he, he has, this has to be uh, you know, in acts of forgiving love. You know, this has to be, his disposition is not then simply love because we, because we find ourselves unworthy of the, of the gift. You know, his disposition towards us is mercy. He's willing to overcome every obstacle that we place in, in his way. And then the season and our, and our facing in particular is, you know, our kind of intentional, with his help, removal of those obstacles that would otherwise be impediments to receiving his mercy. Yeah, and, but that's about our disposition, right? It's about our disposition because he, his love is always on offer. But are we receiving it? This is a very significant, you know, like I, and this is, I would speak to you as someone who just spent an hour, right, in, in my little chapel with the tabernacle and the rest, right? So, and I got, and at the end of it, I thought that really wasn't a great job of receiving, you know, that really, that really wasn't what it could have been, okay? And then, okay, now I don't make the moves to start beating myself up because, again, that's, is a denial of God's mercy, right? It's like, oh, woe, you know, woe is me. I'm so bad. I'm horrible. I can't even receive, I can't even receive his love for me. And there's not what happens. It's just a, a quick resolution to say, okay, let's wake up to what, what is on offer. Yeah, let's wake up to what's on offer. And this is, and fasting is supposed to be that kind of thing as well. Let's wake up to what's on offer, right? Because we're, we're all too distracted by what's on offer uh, from the world, yeah, and it's so it's so quick and easy, right? And everything's at our fingertips. It's 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 right there for ready indulgence. But, but because we're so consumed with that, you know, we're we're never becoming alive to the fact that we're operating at a deficit. You know, that we're operating with, um, with really a profound uh, hunger and and desire for God. We're just kind of covering it over. It's much easier to kind of paper over the cracks there than to do something about the this um, you know our, our um, our inattention 
to the to the primal relationship that is supposed to be our everything. Okay, so we see this. Okay, we're fasting. We're tapping into the power of, of heaven. We're tapping into uh, God's will for us, which is nothing other than love. And then we're and then we're um, by by our practices, by our discipline, you know, committing ourselves to to God and His purposes. Right. So not simply then to to receive His love, His mercy, but also to be vehicles of of His mercy. And then when you when you get that when you get the first reading, right, and we can live in continuity with this with this first reading. You see, you see you know what is meant to be, and then we can remember that okay, what is meant to be is really hard to come by. You know even to the point of impossible, except that for us Jesus lives it, and He breathes His life into us so that we can live it as well. Yeah, so although fasting itself might even get off track you know, with Jesus at, as our head, at the head of this movement, uh, we, c- we can actually live into you know, what, it's, what it's all meant to be. So I want to just, I want to read a couple things uh, from, uh, from the first reading, okay? Lo, on your fast day, this is, this is the condemnation, right? This is the, this is the um, you know, uh, Isaiah is going to come at us pretty hard here. Lo, on your face day, you carry out your own pursuits. Okay, well, the, the point of the face day is to, is to be carrying out the pursuits of God. Okay, so it's, sim- it's not enough simply to give something up. But I'm not telling you to not give something up, right? I'm just saying, give it up, but have your eyes on really what, what truly matters, right? Your fast ends in quarreling and fighting. <laughs> I was talking to someone about how, how hard Ash Wednesday is in the family. You know, like, we're fasting, and it's like, everyone's just, everyone is super annoying on Ash Wednesday. It's like, yeah, because, yeah, you're stretching it, right? You're fasting. Your fast ends in quarreling and fighting. Okay. Would that today you might fast so as to make your voice heard on high? Right? Can, can we tap in, can we, can we tap into the heart of God uh, with our fast? And it means, of course, you know, doing away with the things that otherwise obscure the voice of God so that our voice can be, can be heard on high, yeah? So, okay, the, it, he goes through the big practices of the fast. Then he says, this is the fasting that I wish. Releasing those bound unjustly, untying the thongs of the yoke, setting free the oppressed, breaking every yoke, sharing your bread with the hungry, sheltering the oppressed with the... Ho- you know, what is... This is just... This is mercy, this is, this is charity. This is generosity. It's the generosity of God. When we can set aside, you know, living for ourselves and live for God and his purposes, we find that he's renewing us to be a radically generous people made in the image and likeness of a radically generous God. Sheltering the oppressed and the homeless. Sorry, you thought I was going to stop. Clothing the, <laughs> clothing the naked when you see them. Not turning your back on your own. Right? So... Become, becoming a radically generous people. And somehow the fast gets us there. And we, we may not even understand, even you know, after the, you know, some of the preaching and, and exploration of the, of the theme, we, we might yet not understand the connections between fasting and how it, how it helps us to be a radically generous people. It doesn't matter. Do it. You know, do it. And we'll live in the mystery of the thing, the fact that the fast helps us become radically generous people, living more totally to God and his purposes, and so better imaging him, reflecting his, his goodness and his mercy to a waiting world.